Ben. When my sister Raquan told me way back at the convention, she's so smart, you know, very, very smart. So she saw me and I thought I was just giving her a hug, a regular hugs and, you know, I'm just commenting on her beautiful outfit and all of that. And boom, she hit me. Linda, you're preaching on Mother's Day. And I tried to find every single excuse to run. As a matter of fact, I was supposed to go on vacation today. You know? So I was trying every ways and means not to come. But then the Spirit of God says, come. So I told my sister, to take the lead, so she's already on, in, on the plane to Florida. And I told her that I'm gonna finish the administration and do whatever God wants me to do, and tomorrow then I will come, amen. And last night, as I was praying and interceding, the Spirit of God said to me, Linda, because you have put me ahead, I'm going to manifest myself. So as I was praying, I was telling you, I am not bringing you empty words. I have come to a point in my faith where I say to God, God, don't, don't, you know, some of us, because we are educated, sometimes when we are asked to preach, we bring intellectual messages. People can go on YouTube and download messages and preach it. But there is a difference between waiting on God, fasting for a word, fasting for a revelation. And after you have received the message, you ask the Holy Spirit, start with me. So I am at a point in my faith where I don't go preach to people. Whatever message God gives to me, I'm like, Spirit of God, start with me. And when I started praying those kind of prayers, I saw a shift in my ministrations. I saw a shift in my walk with God. So this morning, I pray that you don't walk out of this place empty. That you are going to catch a revelation. Amen. Amen. Happy Mother's Day. Holiness. Holiness unto the Lord. Amen. So this whole week, by the grace of God, it's been our mother's week. And so we started from when? Was it Monday? We started from Monday, Tuesday, all the way. And Friday, we had a fabulous time at Queen's Night. Amen. And so I was going through the topics. And it got to the Sunday topic. And the topic is like the whole theme. So it's like... It's just a summary or overview of what has been spoken over the week. Amen. The title says, Repositioning the Local Church for Excellent Godly Impact in the Nations. Repositioning the Local Church for Excellence, for Excellent godly impact in the nations. Amen. Tell your neighbor, this is loaded. This is loaded. I was going through this and I was praying. I'm like, Spirit of God, give me a revelation. Give me a revelation. Because this is too loaded. And 
This theme has been preached on so many occasions. But as I was going through this, the Spirit of God just dropped a revelation into my spirit. Amen. Now, I was meditating on this. And I was like, why would the Spirit of God give this whole theme to the Church of Pentecost for 2023? Why? Have you sat down to ask why? Why this theme? And as I began to just meditate, the word repositioning caught my attention. Why repositioning? The Spirit of the Lord, when you start reading the Bible, Isaiah chapter 55, it says, the word of God does not come in vain. It always comes to fulfill a purpose. Amen. So it says, as the rain and the snow, they fall to the ground and they never leave until they water the earth. That is how the word of God is. So it doesn't matter who is speaking the word to you. Know that God has a message in there for you. Amen. Sometimes when a message is being preached, you look at your neighbor and be like, mm, mm, mm. this message is for this person. I know that. And when the person is not in the building, you be, oh my goodness, I hope this person, I wish this person was here. Because this message, it's not for me. And that is how sometimes we miss what God is trying to tell us. Because we try to push the message on somebody else. And sometimes preachers, we do that too. We come to preach to people and not preach to ourselves first. Amen. But I pray that this morning you catch a revelation. So as I was meditating on that, repositioning, and I began to think, why repositioning? Why repositioning the church? Why repositioning the local church? Hallelujah. And I began to look at the meaning of repositioning. And it has so many meanings. And it means to change. To make changes. It means to reset. It means to make adjustments. And here's the one that took me. It says, it means to shift. Praise the Lord. It means that from the previous years, the church was going through a whole lot of processes. But then in 2023, the Spirit of the Lord said, I want the church to reposition the local church. Hallelujah. I want them to reposition the local church. I want them to have a shift onto the local church. Meaning that maybe our eyes were always there to the nations, to the nations, to the nations. And we are missing the local church. Hallelujah. But you see, in order for you to make impacts in the nations, it starts right from here. It starts from you. It starts from me. As a matter of fact, the local church is not just a collective group of people. The local church is you. The local church is me. 
The local church is the youth. The local church is our children's ministry. Everybody collectively, we make the local church. Hallelujah. So when we are talking about repositioning this morning, we are talking about repositioning you. Amen. Now, when we, when we break it down to that lowest level, it becomes easier for everybody to absorb. Amen. My prayer is that by the time you live here, you will understand that God wants to do some repositioning in your life. Because until you understand that, 365 days with this year is going to pass by. And Church of Pentecost, every year we change the theme, right? Yes. So if you don't catch a personal revelation of the theme, what God wanted to do with you, you are going to miss it. But if you can catch a personal revelation and begin to run with it, you will realize that God sent the theme for you. He sent it for me. Hallelujah. Otherwise, you'd be like, oh, what is the theme for the church? Oh, it's the theme for the church. And you not get anything out of it. But I pray that you get something this morning. Amen. Then I began to look at the theme again, repositioning. Then the Spirit of God said, look at it again, Linda. I thought, because all this way, I thought it was repositioned. Meaning it had passed. But then the Spirit of God said, look at it again. Repositioning. Praise the Lord. I'm going to give you some scriptures. Colossians chapter 2 verse 6 to chapter, uh, chapter 2 verses 6 and 7. First Thessalonians 2, 19 to 20. Proverbs 31, 29. I need some quick readers to read it for us. And then I will come back to this. Colossians, Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 to 7. Colossians chapter, six, chapter 2, verses 6 to 7. Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 um, and 7. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built, in the, built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Amen. Amen. Somebody read 1 Thessalonians 2, 19 to 20. First Thessalonians 2, 19 to 20. Mm -hmm. For what is our hope or joy? This is from the New King James Version. Mm -hmm. For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Is it not even you mm -hmm. in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? For you are our glory and joy. Amen. Amen. And the last scripture, Proverbs 31, verse 29. Mm 
Proverbs 31, 29. Proverbs 31, verse number 29. Mm -hmm. I read from the New Living Translation. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will touch a little bit on the Proverbs 31, 29. Uh, but back to my message, repositioning the local church for excellent, godly impact in the nations. And again, as I was meditating on this, the Spirit of God says, Linda, I wanted to look at the word repositioning again. Like I said, I thought it was repositioned all this while. But then as I caught the repositioning, the Spirit of God began to minister to me. And it says, repositioning is a process. Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor it's a process. It's a process. Oh, they didn't hear you right. Tell them I said it's a process. He says repositioning, it's a process. It's a mindset shift. And it's not something you do one time and you are done. It is a process. It means that every day when you wake up, you need to readjust your mind and be in tune with the Spirit of God, with the Word of God, with prayer, with fasting. Your mind, your ears, your eyes, everything needs to be realigned to what the Spirit of God is saying to you that day. And you begin to run with what he's telling you. Amen. When you catch this revelation, that repositioning is a process, you begin to align your life to what God is doing. Amen. So when the church or our leaders are saying you repositioning to us, what the Spirit of God wants us to learn is that when you wake up every day, you come to the Spirit of God. You come to the Word of God. And you say, what is the Word teaching me today? You stand in the place of prayer. And you begin to pray. And you say, Spirit of God, what do you have for me today? What are you teaching me today? What do you want me to do today? How are you going to use my life to minister to somebody today? It is a process. It is a continuous thing. It is something you do daily. It is something you do on a daily basis. Amen. So you don't get up and say, you know what? Last month, my, my, my life, God used me to pray for somebody and they got healed and that's it for me. I am done for the whole of 2023. Spirit of God, me and you have no business. So you don't go on a 40-day fast, and I'm not against fasting. And then you'd be like, you know what? I was on a 40-day fast. Spirit of God, I am done. I am not doing any more fasting. So you don't stand there and say, you know what? I gave $50,000 the other time there was a fundraising. So um, I am done. 
I'm not paying my tithing. I'm not giving no more offerings. I am so, so done. When you do that, you don't understand repositioning. When you do that, you haven't caught that revelation. People of God, I came this morning with the message from the Lord. And what God wants to say to you this morning is that he wants to do some readjustment in your life. He wants to make some changes with you. He wants, to, he wants you to have some mindset shift about the way you see him. God has a plan and he has a purpose for you. There is something specific with your name on it. There is an assignment that he has on your life with your name on it. And he wants to know whether you are ready. Because repositioning is a process. God wants to take you through that process. And sometimes the process is painful. Sometimes the process will cost you. Sometimes you would have to sacrifice. I began to study scripture. And I realized that nobody did, people who did things on the surface level in the Bible, they never made any impact. So if you want God to reposition your life, to realign you to the plans and purposes that he has for you, you need to be yielded. You need to be submitted to him. Praise the Lord. There are men and women in this place that God wants to use. To make a difference. But he's looking out for those whose hearts are yielded. Those who are ready. Those who are willing to pay the price. Hallelujah. You are not here by accident. God, there's no coincidence with God. You are here for a reason. You are listening to me this morning for a reason. God has a plan. He has an assignment for you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Repositioning starts with you as an individual. And then collectively as a group. Praise the Lord. As I began to, as I began to go through this, The Spirit of God began to minister to me on some people that God had to like shift their lives. God had to give them a mindset shift. And when they aligned themselves to what God wanted to use them for, they changed nations. They changed generations. They changed the trajectory of their lives. Their lives counted for eternity. And today we are reading about them. I look at a woman called Esther. You see, Esther was no Esther without a man called Mordecai. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Esther was an orphan. The uncle could have 
I mean, Mordecai could have just sat somewhere and said, I don't want to have nothing to do with this girl. I don't want to sacrifice. I don't want to take care of her. I don't want to do anything. But Mordecai did every single thing that he could. He sought something into the life of this young lady. If you are a father here, if you are an uncle here, God has placed you in PRWC for a reason. When you see the Sunday school kids coming, don't just pass them by. <clears throat> when you see our district pastor coming, what do you do? Do you pass him by? What do you do? What do you do? You greet him. But you see, when you see a four-year-old, you pass him by. You don't know what that child carries. You don't know the grace that that child carries. The Bible says if the people who crucified Jesus, if they knew, they wouldn't have done it. If they knew, as a matter of fact, if the enemy knew that crucifying Jesus was going to make him die, he's going to resurrect, and he's going to win all of you back to God. He wouldn't have done it. Praise the Lord. When you see a four-year-old and you are passing, you are passing by the president. You are passing by a prophet. You are passing by a pastor. You are passing by an apostle. You are passing by a doctor who will take care of you one day. But because you don't know what they carry, you pass them by. You've been coming to church for so many years. But you've never taken one youth under your wing and say, for this youth, I'm going to pour words of encouragement into her, his or her life. I'm going to pray for this child. Even if they are going astray, I'm not going to give up on my prayers for this child. Listen, on, on his or her birthday, I'm going to bless them with her gifts. Sometimes we give up on our kids so easily. You are not here by an accident. You are here for a purpose. You are not here to one seat every morning and then you go, every Sunday and then you come and you go. No. Maybe you are a mother here. Who are you mothering? Who are you bringing along with you in the faith? Have you thought of Mary and Elizabeth? Where would Mary be without an Elizabeth? Where would Mary be? You see, Mary had an encounter with an angel. She had an encounter with God. She had received grace from God. She had received an anointing to birth out the Messiah. The anointing that Mary was carrying was greater than that old woman. But the Bible says the moment Mary went to Elizabeth and she greeted her, Luke chapter 1 verse 41 
the Bible says, Elizabeth said, as soon as I heard the greeting of Mary, the baby in my womb leaped. Whose greeting are you listening to? Masiabahata. Where are the Marys in this place? If you are a young person here and you have no Elizabeth figure in your life, I pray that as our minds are being repositioned, as our minds are being shifted this morning, as our minds are being realigned to the plans and the purposes of God, my prayer is that you begin to pray and say, Spirit of God, put an Elizabeth in my life. Put an Elizabeth in my life. The wisdom of Elizabeth can never ever be underestimated. The revelations of Elizabeth can never be underestimated. Elizabeth have gone through things you have never been to, you've never gone through before. Elizabeth have experienced certain things you have never experienced before. Elizabeth carried grace. Elizabeth carried the oil that Mary needed in order for her to breath out the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. You know, when you begin to read the prophetic song that Elizabeth was singing, she said, who am I that the mother of my Lord should come to me. Elizabeth recognized that Mary was carrying the Lord of Lords. Mary was carrying her Savior, but Elizabeth was not intimidated. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So the Elizabeth in this place, don't be intimidated by what the young people carry. As highly anointed as we think we may be, as highly educated as we think we may be, we still need your wisdom. We still need your wisdom. When I caught this revelation in scripture, years ago, I began to pray. I've been in the Church of Pentecost for about 10 years. Last week, was the only day that my biological parent stepped their foot into a Church of Pentecost building. They are Christians. My parents are Christians. They hold high positions in their church. But let me confess something to you. When the Lord, um, my parents are all in assemblies of God. When the Lord redirected my steps, you know, I moved to New Haven because I was going to do my master's. After my master's, I got a job. And when I got a job, I connected with some of my friends in Ghana who were then in the Church of Pentecost. So they invited me to a PENSA conference. And I went. When I went, there was fire at that PENSA conference. And I told God, I want to stay in this church. And that was how I stayed in the church of Pentecost. For several years, I kept praying 
that one day will do something that my parents will come. And you know, the reason why I would pray this prayer, let me share this, and I'm being transparent. Every time we come to like a district meeting, prayer meeting, something going on, and I see mothers praying for their children. You know how sometimes they ask somebody to come and lead fundraising, right? And then the person will be like, oh, come and sow a seed for your, for your child. And I will look around and I'll see the mothers going to sow seed for their children. And sometimes they'll say, the fathers, come and sow seed for your kids. And I'll see fathers get up and they'll go and sow seed for their kids. And I will be sitting at the back there and sometimes I'll be crying. You will see me with a smiley face, but deep inside, I'll be crying. And the reason why I was crying was because I wish my mom was there to sow a seed for me. I wish my mommy was among those women. I will watch women like Ma Comfort. I will watch women like Ma Joyce Atakra. I will watch them and I will watch the way they pray. And then one day, the Spirit of God said to me, Linda, I want you to be grateful for your parents. Whatever I needed them to give to you, they have given it to you. But I'm going to bless you with mothers. And out of nowhere, God started connecting me. God started, I mean, people. There is a woman in this church. She took me so in, so much so, that sometimes when I'm sitting in my apartment and I'm crying, out of nowhere, this lady will call and say, the spirit of the Lord says, I should call you. What are you going through? How may I pray for you? How may I support you? Last week, most of you saw the birthing of the book. But without that woman, that book would not have come to pass. Because the enemy came for me so hard. He tried every single thing for that message not to come out. And sometimes when I'm being discouraged, I remember the last time the, the, the guy who was working on editing the book, they said out of nowhere, he quit his job. And I'm working with a huge publishing company. So out of nowhere, they, I mean, with everybody's projects being going on, why my project? Why mine? So they reached out to me and they said, Linda, we don't have an editor yet. We are looking for someone. We're going to put somebody else on your, on your project. Mind you, when they are editing the book, if they change even a single word, they will send it back to you for you to accept the change or to reject the, 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 the thing. So they sent the whole manuscript back to me again and saying we are redoing the editing process all over. And I'm sitting there with tears in my eyes. And I'm crying. I'm saying, God, I am so tired. Whilst I was sitting in my couch crying, here comes this lady. She called me. She's like, Linda, I sense in my spirit you are crying. Repositioning. I don't want you to leave this room and not have a mindset shift. 
If you live here today without a mindset shift asking God, God, where are you repositioning me in 2023? Where is my prayer life? Where is my giving life? Where is my word study? Where is my fasting? Where is my evangelism? Who am I encouraging? Who is the Mary that God has placed right in front of me? But I'm passing them, them, I'm passing by them every day and not even knowing them. Who are the Elizabeth in this place? Who are the Mordecai's in this place? That when Esther gets to the place where she's so scared, where she's, she thinks that she cannot go and see the king and fulfill her God-given assignment, who are the Mordecai's who will say to her, hey, young lady, don't think you have been made a queen for no reason. If you keep quiet, if you don't go, if you don't take on this assignment, if you let fear cripple you, if you do not do this, God is going to bypass you and send someone to do it. Who is going to speak into the life of an Esther for Esther to come back to herself and say, you know what? I am called to be a business person. I am called to be a CEO owning millions and I mean a million dollar CEO in this, in this country, in this nation. Who is willing to speak to this young lady who is one day going to own her own hospital? Who is willing to say, I am going to be the Mordecai? Who is going to speak into the life of this person? Who is going to wake Esther up? And for Esther to say, you know what? My eyes are opened now. I'm going to go and see the king. Even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Esther got a mindset shift. Esther was realigned. Esther was repositioned. She realigned herself through prayer. She realigned her mindset. Her mindset. And she said, I will go and see the king. And we all know what came out of it. Not only was she saved. Not only was Mordecai saved. But a whole nation was saved. A whole generation was saved. People of God, destinies are connected to your obedience. Destinies are connected to your repositioning. Destinies are connected to you having that mindset shift. If you live here and say, you know what, Linda just came to preach to me and I didn't get anything. I want you to know that God was counting on you to make that mindset shift. There are many of us God has entrusted with so many great visions, 
so many big assignments, but sometimes we let fear cripple us. This morning, God wants to reposition you. He wants to reposition this church. He wants this place to be a place of refuge. He wants this place to be a place where when somebody comes here, they receive their spirit, they receive um, that refuge from the Lord. He wants you and I to be carriers of hope. He wants you and I to be the light. He wants you and I to be the salt. That when people encounter you, they don't live empty. They don't go the same way. My prayer for you this morning is that your mind will be repositioned. Is that you don't let this theme go by 2023 without being repositioned. There are people passing around us who need God, who need Jesus, who need somebody to pray for them. There was this lady, sometimes when I'm at work and I want to minister to people, I began to pray and say, Spirit of God, give me an opportunity. Give me a chance. And I remember in one of my workplaces, there was this lady. And I, want, she, I wasn't even close to her like that. But one day I came, to, I came to work and we were all talking and she was saying, oh, my mom is sick. So I'm going to have her fly from uh, Mexico to come here so that I can take her to the hospital. And I asked, what is wrong with your mom? And she said, my mom is going through cancer. And I said, I'm going to pray for your mom. Then she asked me, are you a Christian? I said, yes, I am. She asked me, which church do you go to? I said, I go to the Church of Pentecost. It's all over. So I told the lady, I'm going to pray for you. She said, okay. So every time I'll go to work, I'll walk to her and say, how is your mom doing? She's like, she's doing this, she's doing this, she's doing this. Long story short, she and I became friends. And when, mom, when her mom got healed, went back home to Mexico, she bought me this nice um, mug and she brought it to my desk. And she came with tears in her eyes. And she says, Linda, thank you for praying for me. Praying for my family. My mom is doing well. Praise the Lord. That's a prayer that I pray whenever I'm stepping out. And that prayer is that Spirit of God, use me to be a blessing to someone today. Sometimes you never know. And when you realign your mind like that, you see, God knows that you are ready. There's a scripture and in Ezekiel chapter 22, it says, the Spirit of the Lord is looking to and fro. Looking. For who will stand in the gap? This morning, the Spirit of God is here. And he's saying, who can I reposition? I don't know where you are. It doesn't matter where you work. It doesn't matter where you, you, you are. Maybe you are a mommy at home. God is entrusting you to begin to speak over the kids that he has entrusted into your hands. We 
We cannot make an impact in the nations if we ourselves, we are not impacted. If we don't have our mindset shifted. Every change you want to see, it starts with a mindset shift. I was listening to a lady where she said they were believing God for a church. And when they began to believe that God can bless them with millions, God started opening doors like that. When I listened to that testimony, I said, Holy Spirit, forgive me. If somebody can pay for a $5 million, I mean, building in cash, as a spirit of God, God, I am realigning my mind now. Lord, make me one of those kingdom financiers. God, begin to bless me. Last night I was praying, I said, God, repositioning me. Move me from a thousands into the millions too. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I said, God, I have seen hundreds. I have seen thousands, but a million, I've never seen one before. Amen. I said, Spirit of God, begin to realign me. Begin to reposition me. Today, God is saying there are people he wants to connect to you. There are millionaires he wants to connect to you. There are business ideas he wants to release to you. But he wants to know that when he released that money, would you be a blessing to a widow? Would you be a blessing to an orphan? Would you write a check to cover the program of the church? Me, I like people who inspire me. There's this young lady who is making millions. And she said during COVID, she wrote $400,000 check to the churches that were struggling. Ah, I listened to that. I said, God, you are the same God. I said, God, you are the same God that has blessed this young lady that she could just write $400,000 check like that. I said, God, begin to help me. By the end of the COVID, the Spirit of God had given me a business idea. God is so real. He's so real. Don't come to church every Sunday and leave empty. Whenever the word is... And maybe because I work with children, I've been so humbled now. Because I realize God can speak through anyone. Sometimes when I hear the revelations that Sunday school children are giving, I am baffled. This morning, God wants to reposition you. He wants to realign you. He wants to connect you. He wants to bless you. He wants to heal you, whether emotionally, whether physically, whatever you are going through, the level that you are, God wants to move you higher. He only needs you to realign. Tell your neighbor, realign. Realign. He just wants you to be realigned. We all see this tissue, right? Everybody, can you see this? So let's just see. This is the blessing of the Lord. Amen? And everybody's name is on it. And God is calling you to come and take it. 
Some of us, he will call us, we are coming, we are coming, we get to the middle, some problem comes, we'll be like, oh, you know what, I'm leaving this church, I'm not even coming anymore, I'm not serving God anymore, you know what, did this blessing move? Did the the blessing move? Did God move? God is still there. His blessings are still flowing. He's just looking for the vessels. As I bring my message to a close, I want you to know that God wants to reposition you. God wants to connect you. God wants to bless you. Repositioning is an everyday thing. It's a process. It is something that you have to realign yourself to each and every day. God richly bless you. Amen. Well, I told you.